This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Monday, July 20th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. DPR tees up on neonics. Wine order released. Senate set to consider COVID relief. And Pompeo tries to reassure farmers on China trade promises. DPR outpaces feds on neonic regulations. The Department of Pesticide Regulation plans to unveil new mitigation measures next month for a list of controversial neonicotinoids. The department had hoped to release the proposals in the spring. Due to delays from sheltering in place, it now plans to finalize the rulemaking later this year, following a 30-day comment period, according to staff at a meeting Friday. U.S. EPA released its preliminary decision on these pesticides in January, yet the agency extended the comment period several times since then, and it is unclear when the final decision will be made. EPA took a broader approach than DPR at its reevaluation and is looking at label changes, which is an action beyond DPR's authority. In 2014, the legislature put DPR on a tightened timeline. It required a risk determination in 2018, which triggered a two-year deadline for adopting new regulations. DPR also has a moratorium on any expansion on the use of neonics. State Water Board discusses wine order this week. The State Water Board released a draft of its wine order earlier this month for public comment. Staff will present the statewide proposal on Wednesday and answer questions. The number of wineries subject to waste discharge permitting will increase fourfold to about 2,000, according to the Wine Institute. Those businesses will have to pay for upgrades to treatment systems and monitor for compliance. On that note, the State Water Board has also released for public comment its plan on non-point source pollution. Study. Media discourage SGMA engagement. Media have a, quote, bias for featuring agriculture industry, politician, and water managers' voices, according to a new study from UC Merced. Across more than 300 articles over a five-year period, media largely pitted discussions of groundwater management as a battle between urban areas and the ag sector the paper finds. Disadvantaged communities and groundwater-dependent ecosystems were poorly represented in newspapers. If stakeholders do not see themselves in relationship with the resource in the media, they may be less likely to engage in the decision-making, write the paper's authors. They argue this misses the primary goal of the Sustainable Groundwater Management Act, which is to redistribute this resource across many shareholders and across generations. Coronavirus relief reauthorization on Senate Ag Committee's plate. The House and Senate returned to Washington this week with a loaded agenda before the annual August recess, including securing another relief package for the nation's lingering fight against coronavirus. But Senate Agriculture Committee Chair Pat Roberts tells AgriPulse coronavirus relief for producers isn't the only item on the committee's plate. He hopes the committee can address livestock marketing reauthorization and get floor consideration of grain standards language. There are some things we have to reauthorize 
And I'm hopeful we can do that without a lot of unforeseen problems, Roberts noted. Farmers reassured on Phase 1 ag commitments after Pompeo visit. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo reassured Iowa farmers he is confident China will follow through with Phase 1 trade deal commitments. He thought that the trade agreement by both parties, by both China and the U.S., is one that is mutually beneficial and they will live up to. Iowa Farm Bureau Federation President Craig Hill told AgriPulse after he and Farm Bureau members met with Pompeo Friday evening in Des Moines. Despite large corn purchases last week, Craig says China needs to pick up the pace on ag purchases through the end of the year. He says Pompeo also noted trade talks with the United Kingdom will be difficult because of its separation with the European Union. Bill to nullify LWCF on tap in the House this week. House of Representatives is expected to vote this week on a Senate bill to permanently and fully fund the Land and Water Conservation Fund at $900 million annually. The House Rules Committee cleared the bill for House consideration on Friday at a hearing where Utah Republican Rob Bishop, ranking member on the House Natural Resources Committee, said the bill prioritizes federal land purchases over the $12 billion maintenance backlog at national parks. He wanted amendments to be allowed on the House floor. But Rules Committee Chairman and Massachusetts Democrat Jim McGovern said if the bill were amended, it would have to go back to the Senate and, quote, there's no guarantee it will even be considered. In the end, the bill allows for an hour of debate, but no amendments. The LWCF provides funds for state, local, and federal parks and conservation projects. The Senate bill earmarks $360 million annually for land acquisition and $6.5 billion over five years for national parks maintenance. Here's today's He Said It. John Lewis was not only a civil rights legend for the country and an icon in Congress, he was my friend. It has been an honor to know and serve with him. I will miss John greatly and I join the country in mourning this loss. That Minnesota Democrat Colin Peterson, chair of the House Ag Committee. Congressman Lewis, a civil rights icon, represented Georgia's 5th District in the House for more than 33 years. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Monday, July 20th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Daly.